Hello, cuties, and welcome to another romantic episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, and normally I'm your game master. Though February is at an end, we still have some Bluebeard's Bride spookiness headed your way. I want to remind all of our listeners that Bluebeard's Bride deals with some very, very difficult content. Let this reminder serve as a trigger warning. If things like sexual violence or graphic depictions of violence are a problem for you, this is probably not the episode for you. If you're in the mood for more lighthearted, less spooky games, I recommend checking out Worldwide Wrestling. Designed by our guest for Bluebeard's Bride, Nathan Poletta, Worldwide Wrestling is a wrestling RPG that currently has a follow-up supplement on Kickstarter. Since Nathan was gracious enough to guest on our show, I want everybody to go and check out Worldwide Wrestling. If you're a fan of wrestling or the Apocalypse Engine, Worldwide Wrestling might be for you. At the time this is going up, Worldwide Wrestling International Incident has seven days to go on their Kickstarter, and they've already funded. If you happen to be a fan of the campaign podcast, the sister podcast to One Shot, you can actually help us out right now by voting for us to win an award. Campaign is an ongoing actual play set in the Star Wars Edge of the Empire universe, and we're currently nominated for two Star Wars podcast awards, Best Adaptation or Fan Fiction and Best Gaming Podcast. To help us win, all you need to do is go to StarWarsPodcastAwards.com and click on the blog. Each blog post links to a different category. Once again, Campaign is currently up for the Best Adaptation or Fan Fiction and Best Gaming or Collection podcast. All you need to do is follow the link and select Campaign for your nomination. Once the nominee rounds are over, we'll let you know when it's time to vote for Campaign to win. Thanks to all of our heroes for listening, and thanks even more to the heroes who go the extra mile to vote for Campaign in the Star Wars Podcast Awards. You can follow the link in the show notes. Speaking of thanks, let's thank some of our backers on Patreon. Joshua. Joshua. Thank you. Thank you. Neil, Neil Gibson. Gibson thank, thank you. Jim McClure. Jim McClure. Goddamn, Jim. Thank you, and welcome aboard. Kirby. Kirby. Thank, thank you. you. Sean Kelly. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. Jim Hart. <laughs> thank you. Anthony Higginson. Thank you. Vanguard 616. Thank you. Oren Gashuri. Thank you. Thank you, Oren. Nate Newlon. Thank you. Ornate Newland. Thank you so much. Either way. Connie Giratana. Thank you. Friend David's mom. Randy. Thank you. Eli Martin. Thank you. Ann Doherty. My Aunt Anne. Nate Treese. Nate Treese. That offer is still on the table. Still on the table. It's never going away. Will Heinmarch. Thank you. Will Heinmarch. One of the great people in this world. LaVon Jahanian. Thank you. Robert Darling. Thank you. Thanks, Robert. Will Dover. Thank you. Will Dower. Thank you. Whoa, you are right. <laughs> Ruben Trader. Thank you. Thanks again to all of our Patreon backers who make what we do possible. If you're new to listening to One Shot and you like what you hear, consider giving us even a small donation through Patreon. Both Kat and I treat our podcasts on the One Shot Podcast Network like full-time jobs. But we certainly don't make the money of full-time jobs. Providing us with even a small amount of financial support makes it easier for us to create more great gaming content that you enjoy like One Shot and Campaign. Now with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. Well, Witch, I feel like we're being shown what he wants, but we've got what we want right here, holding the small mirror. And why do we want that? This is what we look like and... All those other women look the same. At one point, that probably belonged to her, you know. I, I don't trust what they're doing now. I don't like it. I do like this. I just don't want to end up like them. I know what I'm working with. And 
I feel with a little bit of work, I can do what I need to do. As if they heard you, several of the women are standing in front of you. They're smiling again. And each one of them takes the mirror and they draw it up their own arm at the same time. And you feel it on yourself. Take one trauma. And that would be all of you, unless a fatale wants to take it. I, I certainly will. Okay. And they're carving deep in their arm. And the blood is flowing down into the carpet. Now, now you can smell the blood underneath all the perfume. This is not our future, sisters. We can't let this vision, whatever this is, no, I'll sway us. Certainly not. What they offer is hollow, and I don't see why they should be wasting our time. What uh, are you I doing? I am going to caress a horror. All right. Go ahead and roll plus blood. Or no, a seven. Sorry. But All right. How do you touch it? Walking over, feeling uh, the pain with every with every step that I take closer to them. Uh, they're digging deeper. Um, so every time I try to approach and remain composed in the situation, I can feel it happening dozens, perhaps hundreds of times over as all of these visions of this woman are injuring themselves. Uh, I approach with a shaky hand. Uh, there's some sweat that's formed on my brow. Uh, I feel that, uh, the bride is even more uncomposed than when she was, uh, first exiting the carriage, uh, feeling a little drunk. Uh, she shakily grabs the arm, uh, and softly tries to dissuade, uh, this woman from injuring herself. Okay. The one that you touched mm -hmm. stops still smiling. And she gives you the mirror she was cutting herself with. Then she and the others lead you over to the kneeling one and they smile and gesture as if to say, go ahead. And the kneeling one, she begins tearing at her dress to show her belly. And she leans back, far back, so her soft white belly is exposed. And she smiles at you in anticipation. And they all seem to be waiting. Well, this is ridiculous. What do you mean? You're the one who wanted to strike out on her own and own what's going on in the house. Absolutely, but th this is this feels like this is all part of whatever game they're playing. One of them nudges your arm as if to say, get to it. I believe that just proves my point. The way I see it, we're dealing with two things here. There's a memory happening in this room, right? We can all agree that this is a ghost situation. We've talked about this, remember? <laughs> uh, uh, <clears throat> so, one kneeling... We, uh, I'm betting past wife, right? Right. So we're all on the same page. I'm on the same page there. And the other wives are the creepy manifestations of our husband's relationship with her, right? We're all right, right. He, I, we saw the vision of him in the mirror watching the cutting. I feel if I cut this girl, we're just going to fulfill that memory. Is that what we need? Or we're taking control of it. Making it ours. You can try to show her empathy. We could, we could try to fulfill the needs of the, the wife, but is that going to help us in the long run? If you're not willing to do this, you can let one of us do it. 
I just feel that it's how many women, when confronted with the situation, would relive the memory. We're, I believe people either get attacked or they get confronted with this situation and they do what people tell them to do. We don't have to do what people tell us to do anymore. We live here. Two of the women grab your shoulders and start pushing you forward. They're still smiling, but you can feel the heat of their bodies against your back. And one of them grabs your hand and guides it to the woman in front of you. Mm -hmm. I... Uh, the fatale struggles against it. Okay. She tries to rip her hand out of their hands and throw the shard to the ground, you... defiantly glaring at them. But you're not dirtying yourself with violence. But I am not dirtying myself with violence. You're just not keeping up your end of the bargain. So please pass the ring. Mm -hmm. Give it to the animus. So, that's where you are. Whenever you're trying to struggle, there's too many of them. They want you to do this. There's a moment where they're kind of pushing and we fall onto our knees under the, these, the, these hands that are pushing us. Uh, the shard falls and is right underneath our face at this point. And we kind of sit back up and throw our arms out like, okay, okay, you know, fine. And we pick up the shard and uh, I say, this is our house now. This is my house now. I don't want any of these, I don't need any of these memories around it to tell me what to do. And then that's when we strike with the shard into the belly of this woman. Ugh. So are you dirtying yourself with violence or are you just fulfilling the broken bargain that the fatale made? I think I'm just fulfilling the bargain. Whenever you strike her for the first time, they all make a sound. They all moan as if with release. And they smile at you. And the other women walk back to the mirrors. But the kneeling one, she puts her hands inside her stomach. And she's smiling and she starts pulling her insides out and offering them to you. And I then she this. tries to take the shard from you. But uh, you didn't do anything about I it. I pull the shard back and step back. She starts crawling after you and you can hear the wet slap of her insides falling on the floor. So I think I, I want to go ahead and propose a truth about the room. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think the truth is? Clearly, this woman was valued for her, her beauty. And then when things, as they inevitably do, changed, she did everything she could to maintain that beauty for Bluebeard. And up to, you know, this this horrible mutilation that probably ended her life, I would imagine. Mm. So you think she killed herself? Yeah. Or or maybe not even voluntarily. Or not like maybe she was not, not intending to kill yeah. right. She was not intending to kill herself, but in pursuing this you know, this image that was the inevitable byproduct. So do you feel that's a token of disloyalty or a token of faithfulness so the token of faithfulness indicates that we're closer to proving that, to trusting him right? right trust in our husband is well placed while the token of disloyalty is that our unkind suspicions are true 
I know what I want, but it feels like you want faithfulness in this well, situation. Right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm happy to take comments on wh- which way this, this could go. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, he, he clearly, you know, stood by while she did this to herself. So, oh, that's interesting. He was watching it happen. Right. We saw, yeah, we saw him watching it happen. So, and he's I, maintained the room right. at this level of finery. Mm. It's one of the first rooms in that house. You'd think that if he had, if he didn't enjoy the memory, uh, why keep it like this? Right. Yeah. So I think I'll have to go with this, this loyalty. All right. If you'll mark that on the sheet and then everyone except for the fatale should mark one trauma. She fades through the floor and you're able to leave the room. The door closes behind you and you're back in the hallway. Do we still have that hand mirror? Yes. Mm-hmm. I assume that was the token you took. Yes. Unless I mean, you want to take, take a mirror shard. I've got to take the, the shard of mirror. Then you have a shard of mirror. In fact. You did not take the mirror. Sorry. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the ring. So, where are you going? The first thing I do is take off these stupid shoes. Good call. Thank do you leave you. them there? Or do you take them with you? Um, I will take them with us. Okay. We can just leave things like that lying around. If I mean, we that's just wasteful. If we didn't have the shoes, we would have been standing in a room full of glass shards on the floor with no shoes. Imagine how foolish you would think. I None like of that was real. We might feel physical effects from things, but ghosts aren't real. We've talked about, I mean, it, it's a given value of, it's a psych, psycho manifestation. You, if we had stepped on that glass, we would have cut our feet and that would have stayed with us. I raised the glass shard directly in front of our eyes so it's like reflecting <laughs> reflecting our gaze like, well this certainly came from somewhere just saying if, if you want to play havoc with that sort of thing you're welcome to but <laughs> i i feel that we should be careful i we cross the hallway to the there's doors on the other side as well right yes there are we'll cross the hallway to the opposite door perhaps we'll find some of the the servants or something to clean up clean up this mess what does your key look like? This key is a like a long stereotypical skeleton key where it's just like the long barrel and the two little little teeth, but is highly polished brass. It has a couple little nicks and scuffs in it where other keys have, have knocked against it on the key ring. The door you're in front of matches the key. You put the key in the lock, you turn the key, you open the door and you go inside. The door closes behind you. This is a slightly smaller room. There's a fireplace that has these blue tiles over the top that look like something out of a picture book. Uh, it, it has wooden paneling all around. And in front of the firecase, fireplace is a big leather chair. There is a glass fronted case on the wall. And you can still hear the rain hitting the glass and the thunder starting to roll in. This room smells like tobacco and leather. And whenever the rain hits, you almost think you hear a little weird metallic echo. We go over to the glass-fronted case to see see what it what it contains. What is your first question? 
What memories does this item hold? There are two shelves in the case. A couple of them, those spaces are taking up with cigars and all the implements that you use with cigars, the cutters, fancy lighters. But on the bottom shelf, there are much smaller implements, although they also seem very well cared for. There is a long kind of what you think is ceramic pipe of sorts. There is a round device that as you look at it, it seems to move. And the third object, there is no mistaking what it is. It is a metal dildo. What's your second question? I can tell you why he has it. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, whose whose items are these? (laughs) All right. So you open the case Mm -hmm. to get a better look at this. What's the first object you pick up? Uh, the, the, the one that we can't tell what it is. (laughs) (laughs) The, The vibrating box, mysterious vibrating box. So you pick that up and the box itself is made out of this, um, kind of exotic, uh, patterned material. It's, it's kind of rough. Um, and when you pick it up, that metallic sound gets a little bit louder. So you open it up and inside is something that I'm not sure if you've ever seen before. But they appear to be metal balls. Hmm. There are two of them. And they seem very easily to roll around. And they have this strange crusted material on them. It's kind of whitish. And it seems like they would roll much more freely if they were clean. Do they... Do they make like a jingling, that metal-y jingling yes. sound, yeah. right? So whenever you you look at the top of the lid where you had opened mm-hmm. it, uh, there is a partially peeling label, um, but you believe that you can make out the word Lucille. It looks mm. like a note someone pasted to the top of it. And the balls so, just chime. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm holding them and kind of, you know, they, as a, is a natural motion to kind of swirl them around <laughs> so that they chime and, and roll. But they're clearly gross and dirty. They are. They feel gritty almost. Right. Is there anything around to clean them with? There's your dress. Mm. So we, clearly have bettered our station in life to where we don't need to dirty ourselves with menial tasks like cleaning. I'm going to call for a servant to come clean this for us and, and tell me if this, if, who this uh, Lucille person might, might be. I'm going to cry out for help. Well, now, that's interesting because you're not in trouble, are you? He's but like, I'm feeling inadequate. She's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's I mean, if that's, interesting. Does that 
I mean, I, I want to call for a servant, but if that doesn't trigger the this move, then can I still just do it as a caller? You can definitely call out for a servant. What do you say? Uh, I think let's uh, call, say, a maid, footman, someone. There must be someone here. I'm here. And the voice comes from the chair in front of the fireplace. Turn to see where the who may be saying this these words to us. There is a woman in the chair. She's shorter than you, and she has short, dark hair. Her skin tone is a little darker. She has a very finely boned face. She's wearing a man's shirt, the button-up kind. And she's sitting in the chair with one leg hooked over the armrest, so you can see she's not wearing anything else. And she has an unlit cigar in her hand. I like her style. <laughs> I know, very subtle. <laughs> Maybe we should try a different approach with this one and not instigate. I have no interest in instigating. Well, you did, definitely did last time, and then you didn't deliver. I still don't think we made the right move. So I think that we should talk to her, see if we can help her. See what she can tell us, because we didn't find out you're, a whole lot before. You're you're welcome to to speak in this uh Hello. Good start. <laughs> Hi there. Uh I go to sit down on the couch next to her. So why We're aren't still you... holding the jingly jingly balls. Why aren't you around here anymore? Hmm. That's not an interesting story. What's interesting is I could show you how to use those. Mm. And she reaches out with her bare foot and slides it over your thigh in the dress. Um, I mean, it'll get you ready so it won't hurt as much. I'm curious, but I, I don't like that. I don't like that second thing there. Well, I, I wouldn't hurt you, dear. I'm talking about him. No, oh, I, I know, but I don't... Mm. That's why they're good. They make it hurt less. It just takes a little practice. I mean, you haven't had your wedding night yet. Depends on whether or not you think that this is the life that we're going to lead. If this is the life that we're going to lead, then we need to be ready. I don't feel like it's necessarily a worth a life worth living. That's a fair point too. I I don't like not being in control any more than you do. But maybe this could help us be in control. No. Anything that we're doing to appease him this shouldn't hurt. You should make sure it doesn't hurt. There's no reason for that. Well, we are married now. We don't have much of a choice now, do we? No, we have a choice. I'm not interested in doing anything for him. And she inches a little closer. What about for yourself? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> so 
she <laughs> poor person who has the ring is the wrong person to have the ring. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> so she's up quicker mm-hmm. than you would have thought, mm-hmm. and she's straddling you, and she puts her forearms on your shoulders, and she's very close. So I put my hands up a little bit and uh, say, "This is a this is a new." <laughs> Strange world for me. You're going to have to show me first. I do like others to watch. He liked to watch. And then she will take the first one Mm -hmm. and insert it in her vagina. And she keeps eye contact with you the entire time. And she goes slow. And you can smell her. And she smells like all woman. But she's very close to you. And after she gets the first one in, she brings her wet hand and puts it on your throat. Mm -hmm. I can show you all kinds of fun things to do. You look so uncomfortable. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm thinking how to phrase what I, what I'm most afraid will happen. Um, this is what I'm afraid will happen, is that, uh, she is going to literally engulf us. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's such a like bad that, like <laughs> scene in America. That didn't Gods. even occur to me! <laughs> it didn't occur to me either! Yeah, I know! It's, it's that, I, it didn't occur to me, but now that he says it, it's like, yeah, in American Gods, that happened, that's like, uh... Yeah, yeah that was a thing that, that happened there. I don't even there. know what monster that is. No, that's, uh, that maybe, yeah. Well then. I mean, I'm not gonna say that's not what's on my mind. So. <laughs> Alright. Well, are you, are you shivering from fear? Yes. yes <laughs> okay. So, are you going to keep the ring and choose two, or are you gonna pass that ring and only choose I'm one? Pass that ring. <laughs> Thanks. Do you, you tell me how it's worse than I thought before I choose? No. Okay. <laughs> that helps me. Gotcha, gotcha. Figure out how it's worse. Yeah. Although that was a beautiful fear. <laughs> These all kind of work with that pretty, uh, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think all of them? Every single one is. There's no wrong answer. Right. Uh, yeah, it, it, it has the bride right now. Okay. It is, it is currently happening. So she takes her hand off your throat and takes the other ball and she starts pushing your dress up and she tells you, She wants you to feel it with her. But then she begins to reach and get the ball from herself. And she keeps reaching deeper. And she's curling in a ball. And then she finally pulls out her hand. And it's covered in blackness. And she's like, let's use this one. Okay, just let me think for two seconds. <laughs> okay, but she's still, she's, she's got your knees exposed. You yeah. can feel the satin moving up your thighs. Um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna care for someone. Her? Can I? Do, yeah. Yes. We <laughs> reach out and grab the, the blackened ball. You would never want somebody to do that to you. 
I appreciate you showing me. I wanted to know. But I don't want this. And I don't think you did either. So why don't you tell me what you did want? She kind of rocks back on her heels a little bit. And rests her arms on your knees. She's looking up at you. Some pretty words. I might believe you if you kiss me. Oh, I super duper yeah, kiss her. Definitely do that. <laughs> but uh, we move forward and brush our hair out of her ears and and touch her face. May I kiss you? And for the first time, she kind of hesitates a little, but then she nods. And we kiss her very softly, and she tastes like cigars and ash and very cold. But it is a sweet kiss. And then she lets you go. And she sits back, occasionally running the balls around in her hands, and says, You're right. I didn't know I liked these things when I came here, and I never had a chance to think about whether or not I really liked them. I just wanted to keep him happy. Are you going to tell me why you aren't here anymore yet? Okay. Why don't you tell me about some of these other things then? Well, he liked to sit in this chair and watch me. And smoke his cigars. And tell me which thing to get out of the cabinet. Everything that you've said has been about him. I don't think I'm very interested in him. I want to know more about you. Hmm. Did you like any of this? No. No, I I would have preferred if he was a she. That would have been much nicer. But you said you were alone. I am, but you're here now, and you could stay with me. Mm-hmm. And you can hear the rain beating a little louder. <sighs> uh, are you guys more interested in... Hmm. I finally feel like I know how to play this game, so I'm on board for whatever. (laughs) Uh, Cool. So we can caress the horror, but that puts whatever she's doing onto someone else, and no one else is here. You know, so the only other person is right. Right. Um, So my original caress the horror. I think the move that I wanted to make in the other room was care for someone. Um, but I made caress the horror. Gotcha. My original intent, like reading it was like, perhaps we keep it with us. You know, it's, we'd redirect it when we need it to be redirected. Oh no, it happens immediately. It happens immediately. Then I, yeah. And don't worry about the victim. I will provide a victim for gotcha. you. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Or we can move towards proposing a truth. I just don't feel that we know everything yet. I mean, we know a lot about this, but we don't. I actually do want to know about him. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? We cannot explore further. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's more things to investigate in the room also. Okay. There's the fireplace and the chair, other things in the cabinet. Arguably, and like, sometimes people have, like, investigated the person. I yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is not or, a part of the game anymore. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's just objects, but there's still things to ask more questions about. Yeah. If I stay, he's going to come here and 
I'm going to have to deal with him in the same ways that you did. And I'm scared of that. It doesn't feel like something that I necessarily, and I, I need to know why. So this looks lovely. And I, I get that you didn't want the things that happened here, but you were complacent. So why aren't you here anymore? And at the word complacent, she stands up. Who the fuck do you think you are? Do you think you'd do any better at this? You don't even know the beginnings of what to do. And as she's yelling, you can feel the room begin to shake. And you can feel something behind you moving. There's something that's starting to slither. And her eyes have turned black. And you can see these purple bruises on her neck. And they're getting darker, and she's turning paler, and her hair begins to rise. Maybe I should show you, and she begins to walk towards you, what he did to me. Maybe it is nice to do it to someone else. Mm, Okay, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to use my thorn. Okay. How exactly are you using that? I'm going to coerce it to do to itself what was intended for me. Yeah. Oh, that's the wrong one. Oh. Uh, you have to spill your blood, correct? Yes. How do you spill your blood? Oh, oh, I see. I um, mean, you're going to mark trauma, but you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. tell me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't have anything sharp. Uh, we uh, have a mirror sharp. We have sharp. a mirror sharp. Thank you. <laughs> we have exactly Thanks, one sisters. Thing that is sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There are also those tobacco cutters or the cigar cutters in the cabinet. So there's always something sharp around. So yeah. she's reaching out to me. Yeah, she she's walking towards you. She she has the balls. You can hear the cabinet door open hard enough that the glass shatters. Cool. So she reaches out to touch my shoulder, and I take the glass shard to cut through her fingers and end up cutting through my shoulder as well. Nice. Take one trauma. So what is your intention? Tell me what it is you tell her to do. I told you that no one was going to touch me without my permission. And she does stop. What option are you choosing? The coerce it to do to itself what was intended for you. And she backs down a little. She seems shorter again. And that slithering noise coming from the corners were leather ties that shoot out from the walls and they hold her still. And all of the items in the case fall down on the carpet with a thump and begin rolling towards her. And her lips are turning blue and you can hear her gasping for breath. Mm. Do you want to stay and watch? No. Uh, I, I want to check her neck. So you walk over to her and look at it? Yeah. She's making these kind of strangled sounds, and she's she her eyes are wide as she stares at you. Fingerprints? Big hand. Mm. Okay. How do we help her out of this one? I think I have an idea. Okay. Um, so going over to, to the leather ties... Uh, 
we sort of like try to brush some of the sweat off of her brow um, and we feel how cold she is. Um, and I make eye contact with her, like try to try to hold her eyes while her eyes like start to roll back. Um, and we just hear her gasping for breath. Uh, so we take a deep breath and we breathe into her mouth uh, and try and fill her lungs with some air. Uh, I'm going to care for someone. Um, and try and give her the kiss of life. Okay. So you breathe into her. Mm-hmm. And you can feel that she she starts sucking air from you. Mm-hmm. She's taking more than you can give. Mm. So now you are weak and coughing. And as you double over coughing, you're just almost black out for a second. And then you look up and around. And the room is normal. And she is gone. And you can still hear the the rain coming down. I'm going to discern a truth about the room. Yeah? Is that... Propose? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, I'm going to propose a truth about the room. I like that you made it discern. Okay. Uh, I'd like to take a leather strop. You do find a little bit laying on the floor next to you. In saying it, like, I feel like we established what we think. We learned, we, we learned about stuff and what, mm-hmm. what went down and why she's probably not here. Uh, in taking it, is that di- doing the mechanical thing or do I say it, say stuff about you it? You have to say it too. Okay. Um, do you have a question? No, just like, uh, I think of it as just kind of uh, summarized for us <laughs> what you've learned, because yeah. you're 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 telling us the truth. You're not like necessarily putting together dots that already that like are on like a sheet somewhere. Like this is your subjective experience of what the truth of the room is. Right. right. So our husband takes uh, what he finds pleasure in. Not necessarily what we will find pleasure in. And I bet he also resents that, that we would let him, that anyone would let him do that. Because at some point he tired and took everything. So that's not going to happen to us. Uh, hmm? So I assume you're taking a token of disloyalty? I'm taking a token of disloyalty. All right. Everyone except for the animus takes a harm. A trauma. Well, I passed it because of the move, not from doing it voluntarily. Does that still shield me? You're right. It doesn't. Okay. You're not trying to shatter over there, are you? I mean, tr- <laughs> trying is a strong word. I'm just trying to make sure that we're playing it right. Right. <laughs> people are people are listening. Yeah. Cool. And then in moving, I give the ring to someone else. Yes. Okay. Now that you know how to play the game. Now that I know how to play the game. And if you want to mark off a, a token, so we've we've uh, hit two rooms, I think. Oh yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah. So you leave the room, and the door closes behind you. Uh, so the way things are trending right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. it feels like we've been taking at least one trauma per room. Yeah. Well, I think we have to. If there are, yeah. Assuming there are two rooms left, if we were to find a disloyalty token in the next room, that would deal another trauma 
and then in the final room, at least two people are going to shatter. Can we can we pass it three times or only once per room? Oh, you can pass it as much as you want. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we we could potentially strategically pass it so that so people that are we're immune to immune the to, trauma yeah. on leaving the room. That's not possible, right? Doesn't it? End not when so, you... not for everyone, but just for the last person. <laughs> yeah, it's only the immu- immunity to trauma only lasts until the next person passes the ring. Right. So cool. Right. Thank two, you. Only two Got people it. would be safe from trauma. Mm-hmm. Only one person. Only one, only one person. Only yeah. person. Yeah. But, but I'm saying like whoever has the most trauma could pass it before the things chosen would yep. be like the strategic thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. To do. If someone wanted to game the game. If they wanted to. Or if they wanted to see what happened when you shatter. Anyway. I mean, yeah, we can. <laughs> we should, that's yeah. probably a thing that I'm happens not, when you right. shatter. I'm not, I'm not particularly interested in trying to optimize that. I'm just <laughs> saying that is that's where we're at. a thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I do want to reassure people that even if you die in the game, you do still continue yeah, playing. Sh- sh- shattering does not end your ability to participate. Right. It just... Right, yeah. No, some I, would say it makes it more fun. <laughs> 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 Only people who've played it before. All right. So uh, right now, our Fatal has the ring. Mm-hmm. You guys have gone through two rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So you're back out in the hallway. You know, I don't know that... Uh, Servant's going to show up anytime soon. No, I don't think that's what this is about. <sighs> so if we go into another one of these rooms, we're probably going to encounter another one of these visions. Probably. And so long as they have something to do with these women, could either continue figuring out the realities of this man that we're saddled with, we could try to figure out why they're able to manifest in his house. That's very interesting. A man like our husband is not going to keep his deepest secrets in these, in, in these open, in these corridors where anyone could come walking through. They're going to be in somewhere upstairs or down if there are. If there are stairs somewhere, secrets hidden. And why, why is he doing it? Do we think it's just to fulfill these carnal desires to injure or dominate? Or is he looking for something? You mentioned that you thought he resented that people allowed him to do it. Maybe he just needs a stronger woman. Hmm. I'm not interested in being anything for him, but I, I am curious as to... I am interested in breaking whatever cycle this is. I would like the mold to be broken with us. That's what I'm saying is that we just can't let him do it. It's it's not a question of being a stronger woman to please him. It's being a stronger woman to not end up in one of these memories. So, So what are you proposing? I I don't know. That's I'm talking to you because you're interested in this sort of thing. Well, I'm interested in I think it's fascinating that this is happening in at all in the house, correct? Like That's very interesting, yes. Uh and that's a pretty good point. I wasn't going to be that charitable, but there might be a reason that he that his house is set up like this that doesn't have to do with him just fulfilling various desires. 
So I want to know what he's doing it for. We could check the mundane libraries of the house, that sort of thing. But you made a good point that he probably wouldn't keep all of that hidden away. So I would love to go check his study. But do you think we're ready for that? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but we left both rooms with a souvenir. We've got a leather strap and a broken piece of glass. What more could we need? That's a good point. And I would like to get out of these dumb shoes. Oh, no, you we're, took them off. <laughs> so carrying them, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's the dress? You mean, is it? Like the condition of our dress? Can we move easily? You know, that's mm. the. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's a uh, a satin dress. It's white. It's off the shoulders, so it's hard to lift your arms all the way up. Um, but it, it has a part that comes across. And then it, it comes in a little bit at the knees and then flares. So you walk very slowly. <laughs> Do we have a slip? Yes. You also have a corset and stockings. Why don't we grab our things and find our room? Either... Uh, there's no one in the room and that tells us something or there is someone and we can pick up another item. I think that's a great idea. She reaches behind herself and undoes this. I'm going to feel great walking around like this anyway. Uh, <laughs> she takes off the dress uh, and like breathes a little bit more fully. Um, uh, but not too fully. You still have that corset still on. still have that corset on, but I make that corset look good. So, uh, she stands up tall. Uh, she, uh, slings the dress over her shoulder and she starts working her way around the halls looking for an open door. Now, something to keep in mind. Wedding dresses are not light. Right. So you just described slinging about, you know, 25 pounds of 25 fabric. 25 pounds. Well, but we I, are also, I mean, yeah. yeah, and we were, our family made tapestries. I'm sure this thing is embroidered to hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's beads and mm. fine lace work. And, yeah, all kinds of stuff. It's quite lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we, we probably worked on part of this and didn't even know it was for us. <laughs> um, like, I, I feel like uh, the fatale is definitely at a certain turning point with her attitude about the situation. So, Instead of like realizing yet that yes, this is twenty five pounds of fabric and it's completely Just haul it. <laughs> uh, she goes yeah. and throws the wedding dress on top of her pile of luggage. That's mm-hmm. uh, if it's still there. No, it's not. It's not there. Oh, okay. Well, that's not that much to cart around then. <laughs> if we're yeah. just heading to our yeah to our bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it you're heading up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, clearly, clearly, our our room is going to be upstairs. It wouldn't be on the ground level. So. I mean, I don't know if we would know that. Hey, we've never had a two story stairs home. though. Yeah, <laughs> Look, important stuff goes upstairs. That's everyone knows that. <laughs> so as you approach the stairs, the rain uh, hits the stained glass window there, and now you can see what it is. It's a young woman with softly curling. Uh, reddish blonde hair holding a lamb in her lap and she has a red dress on 
As you walk up the stairs, you get to the landing and you can see the window a little bit better. And lightning flashes and thunder rolls in. And you can see that her dress isn't red. Her throat was slit and there is blood staining her white dress. Underneath her is a scroll that says St. Agatha. Do you want to go upstairs now? don't know my saints that well. It's yeah. not a test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if that's a reference to a to a thing. It is an actual curiosity. it is an actual saint, but I have to ask you does the bride know the saints? Sure. Uh, that's a real toss up. We yeah. don't know what country we're in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we're in Ireland, probably. <laughs> Yeah, since none of us know this saint, saint I don't think she knows no, the saint. Yeah. yeah, but she does have the. You've seen it in churches before, mm-hmm. like she has the the halo behind her, and she has a beautiful expression on her face mm-hmm. despite the neck wound. Check. But do you go upstairs? Yes. You go upstairs, and the stairway seems to stretch very, very far. It's very dark, and the woodwork arches overhead with sharp points. There are many doors here. Which key do you choose? What does it look like? It is a relatively plain-looking iron key. And I'll say the top of the key looks just ever so slightly like a skull. As you walk down the hallway and you listen to the thunder and the rain, and you try different doors, you realize that this hallway smells a lot like dust And there's some sort of animal scent, like a dog or something. Maybe something smaller and wilder has been living nearby. Hmm. But towards the end of the hallway, you find the key, or the door, that fits your key. You put the key in the lock. You turn the key. You open the door and you go inside. The door closes behind you. Finally, you've found a bedroom. (laughs) Is our luggage here? (laughs) (laughs) So this room has an iridescent blue-green wallpaper Mm. that darkens as it gets closer to the floor. In front of you is a heavy wooden four-poster bed with very intricately brocaded curtains that are held back with ropes, the pretty ropes with the big tassels. To your right is your luggage. To your left is another doorway, and you can see through it a little bit that there are tiles on the floor, and you can see a little silvery glint that you assume must be a mirror. What do you want to do? Well, we found it. Do we want to explore or get dressed? Get dressed first? Mm-hmm. Let's get dressed. Ready to get out of, out of this corset? So you can take off your clothes and rifle through your luggage and find something a little more comfortable to put on. What do you put on? Hmm. Okay. You have to keep it practical. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to choose practical. It's just going to have a little bit of style. I guess we got married uh, and the wedding was outside, so I'm going to guess that it's summer. So it's a dress that is sort of light and airy. And it is one that we worked very, very hard to dye red. So you put on this red dress. And shoes. What kind of shoes? Mm. What kind of shoes do we own? Boots (laughs) if we we have them, yeah. 
Something that has laces, something that's ideally somewhat leathered. I'm going to bet that our character has owned one pair of shoes. Yeah. Oh, but Bluebeard <laughs> brought, bought you some clothes. Oh. He was very generous before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But Including a pair of kitten-heeled lace-up black boots. Yeah. He, he bought us, he bought us some boots. Do we have our old boots? <laughs> no. Yeah. Everything you have is new and beautiful and very expensive. And as you sit on the bed to lace up your boots, you hear a fluttering behind you and you turn and see that from the curtains of the bed, a cloud of dark purple moths have stirred mm. and they flutter around the room and they beat themselves against the glass. And then they all seem to find their way into the bathroom through that door that was partially open. Well, it looks like there's something in there. And the house creaks as the wind hits it. And you could swear for a second you felt the floor shift under your feet. I guess I get up off the bed after lacing up the boots and begin walking determinately towards the bathroom. You make it to the door, and when you look inside, there is a marble sink with a cloudy silver mirror over it. There is a round marble bathtub that has figures and images carved into the side. And above it is a round glass window with the glasses shaded faintly a little bit purple, and you can see the rain hitting it very hard. Um, You said moths flew in here. Yes, I did. Are they in here now? Not that you see. Okay. I am going to go over to that bathtub and I'll ask what memories does this item hold? So you lean over the bathtub. (laughs) I'm sorry. It was you shaking your head. (laughs) I'm having a flashback. (laughs) I had a bathroom in mine too. (laughs) Sorry. Carry on. It could have been a half bath. So you lean over the bathtub and you look inside and the marble surface, uh, it has veins of black in it and it's very shiny. And whenever you look into it, you can see at the bottom of the drain in the center, this rusty red residue on it. Why did Bluebeard keep this item? (laughs) Dude, it's a bathtub. What are you saying? Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally teasing. So, as you look at the the rusty stain on the bottom of the bathtub, you're leaned over it. You can see, because you have to put your arms out to brace yourself. Of course I do. So, whenever you bend over, you can see the bathtub hits you right at your hips. So with you bending over to see, you're very exposed in your tight red dress. And you can see the marbles worn where somebody's hands has rubbed against it often. And then you look back in the bottom of the tub, and there's a little more red down there. And it looks a little fresher. And the house shivers when the wind hits it. And the wood groans. All right, I'm going to read an emotionally charged situation. 
How are you vulnerable, Fatal? Well, uh, you've definitely said that I'm exposed and I am leaned over and unbalanced because the only boots that we own happen to be kitten heels, <laughs> which we put on anyway. So I guess I was driving. So nobody. Well, I don't think we had flatter heels than that. Yeah. Yeah. So while you are physically open from behind. Mm-hmm. I think that's as explicit as I want to get. Emotionally vulnerable, do we mean? <laughs> it doesn't have to be emotionally vulnerable, but why do you feel vulnerable in this position? I'm not in control of this situation, and I'm not in control of the situation that this situation implies. How do you know that? Because it's not what I would choose to do. To bend over a bathtub? Because you put yourself in this situation. That's true. So we can come back to you if you want. Yeah. I know I'm scared of this situation. The other two deaths, kind of, as as much as I didn't like them, they made a little bit of sense. If the thing that we think is that he let someone kill herself, and then the second thing that we think is that if we're being as charitable as possible, he got tired of someone doing the same thing to themselves in lesser degrees over time and then choked them and took everything. This seems more explicit. I'm perceiving blood. Blood, you know, blood means that there is at least a struggle, uh, if, if he's not just straight up draining somebody. There's a new introduced element of violence that I, I don't think we've seen yet. So you mentioned during character generation mm-hmm. that there's been the threat of implied violence before. So now you're confronted with what you think might be actual violence. So you can read an emotionally charged situation mm-hmm. if you can tell me how this feels different than implied violence or something like that. So I think the violence that was implied growing up, don't talk when other people are talking or we'll hit you. It's don't use those words or I'll wash your mouth out with soap. It's violence that is deemed okay within the context of like social norms. And what I'm being confronted with now is like, true horrible primal violence this this isn't natural this isn't thing you don't watch somebody cut themselves to death you don't choke somebody after causing them to torture themselves for however long it's different because it's not mundane violence of the everyday world it's like a more raw and explicit version of it okay what's your first question what traps have been laid for the bride You're so worried about the tub. You're not paying attention to what's under your feet. Looking down. (laughs) (laughs) What's your second question? (laughs) Uh. (laughs) The thing that was scariest to me about that threat of violence is Mm -hmm. that all of the other violence in our life has been things that kept us in line and that kept us around. But this implies that that's not necessary. Uh, and that's new. It's not about keeping us, making us better or fitting us into a box necessarily. Uh, that's what I don't like. So that's the thing I want to know is what's demanded of the bride. That's, that was the same thing that I was going to say, but I kind of feel differently. I feel like a lot of this violence is about putting people in very explicit boxes. Like, oh, the previous rooms, I agree. Mm-hmm. But draining blood doesn't feel like that to me. Agree, agreed there. 
What what is demanded of the bride? <laughs> <sighs> Let's see. I think there's only one way to answer that. Mm. That's it for One Shot this week, cuties. But we'll be back with the finale to Bluebeard's Bride next week. It is terrifying. Bluebeard's Bride will be kickstarting within the next couple months. We'll keep an eye on it and let you know when it goes up. If you're looking for something to support now, consider backing Worldwide Wrestling International Incident, designed by Nathan Paletta. It's kickstarting now, it's got seven days to go, and it's already made its funding goal, so you're definitely going to get the product. While you're being benevolent with your time on the internet, consider voting for the campaign podcast for the Star Wars Podcast Awards. We're currently up for two categories, and that could be three come Monday. Watch the one-shot and campaign Twitter feeds for more updates on that, or you can follow the link in the show notes right now to check out StarWarsPodcastAwards.com and see what categories we're up for. A quick update for the One-Shot Podcast t-shirt club. We have all of your sizing and address information in, and we're currently working to print up those shirts. I'm hoping to get them off mid-March. If you're looking to kill time sometime this March, be sure to head over to paracosmpress.com slash NPC to download your free print-and-play copy of Noisy Person Cards, the party game designed by myself and Cat Cool. NPC is designed to help you develop new character voices to use at the table. There is a completely free digital version for you to print and play right now on the internet, and soon we will be launching a Kickstarter so you can buy a full version in cardboard glory. If you want to know about the Kickstarter when it launches, head over to paracosmpress.com slash NPC and sign up for the mailing list. That is P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M press.com slash NPC. One Shot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser who wants to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. If you're a listener who wants to find a new podcast to check out, consider listening to What Else. What Else is an interview show spanning various topics and fields of endeavor. It's like Charlie Rose, but without Charlie Rose. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. One Shot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at PeachesAndHotSauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! A